Good morning, rock stars! From coast to coast, we give you a toast as you listen to Rutten Radio on the Real Presence Network. I'm Father John Rutten, host, mm, substitute host of Rutten Radio on the Real Presence Network. And I'm Father Paul. And we are Rutten Rutten Radio. Radio. We're brothers journeying through life and commenting on movies that provoke us to think, laugh, and pray. From cult classics to classics of faith, we hope you also find the movies we watch help you grow. Well, we're missing a voice. We are. We'll see how this goes. I should say ahead. Ahead too, yeah. Yeah. So Joe is not able to be with us, so the two of us get to do it again. And every time someone bows out, I have these fond memories of substitutes. I know, Mom, Laura. They were so fun. They were. I don't know uh, what happened, but, you know, maybe uh, move into this side of town. You know, we're not on the south side of town. Maybe the time of day made it early. You know, it was early in the morning. Well, I also want to say I think we knew ahead of time because it was live. We couldn't change when we did it. So we just knew we weren't going to be able to make it long beforehand. Whereas now, often when one of us doesn't make it, it's either because something came up we tried, we tried changing it, it twice. Yep. You know, so I think that's probably it. And then it's last minute. So then to try to get Laura. Yeah. Like she's busy. Yeah, we all and know it, that you guys and if love. Mom showed up, and- it'd, be, it'd be really amazing. <laughs> if mom was on the radio program again, folks. Woo. We'd have some things to talk about. Uh so God rest your soul, man. Yes. And uh here we are. So what's going on? Well, you know, uh I'm doing well. It's I hate doing this, but the 4th of July, like, is the unofficial end of summer. Like, once you hit the 4th of July, it's like downhill slope. So I'm trying to not let that be true. Um, And part of the reason why I'm not going to let that be true is I still have things to do this summer uh, after the 4th of July that are going to give me kind of a July summer, or not July, but a summer feel. Um, Celebrated... 20 years as a priest. Ooh, yay! Um, So so that was exciting. 20 years. It's been good. Yep. Got another 27 to go. (laughs) Then then retirement. Yep. Then retirement. Yep. And then death. And then death. At some point. Yep. That's how I've got it planned. We'll see. We'll see what God's got in store. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And you, John. Uh, well, 10 years, 10 years. Yeah. 10 years, uh, priest. So sell it, given that Yay! celebration, actually just a week ago or so, not that long, yeah. a few days ago. Yep. Uh, so yep. Grateful for that. And a new assignment. Oh my gosh. People pray July 1st for everyone. Oh, no, you'll have, you should, they were already pray. Yeah. So when you're listening to this, pray for Friday, July 1st, that's already happened, but you can still pray backwards. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, that would be a good topic. That's the actually, kind of thing great, Jimmy Aiken. Pod- yeah, he did one. He did. Yeah, he did one, actually. I'll find it for you and send it to you. We should do on Rutten Radio, like, the top 10 resources we personally yeah. enjoy. Because if you have never heard of or listened to Jimmy Aiken's Mysterious Jimmy's World, world yep. you're missing out. But I can't figure out if it was Mysterious World or if it was Catholic Answers Strange questions. But he talked about the ability to pray backwards. So to to not despair if something has happened that you can pray it because God's not bound by time. Yeah. So 
And it's so interesting to listen to a show because it's not just gobbledygook or it's not just sci-fi. It's like a real honest Mm -hmm. look. And I think the more that science is able to look into these quantum physics, I mean, you were always interested in that stuff. Absolutely. I love it. It's one of my favorite. I used to think like, well, now it's advanced far enough that like these things are normal for people to talk about. And I thought, well, actually by location is very, um, reasonable, not only in a faith wise, I mean, you can almost sense sure. like we're getting to the place now for whatever reason, we can't do it. Right. But God gives grace to the people and this is how it happens right. anyway. Yep. So we so, could go on and on. So that's where I'm anyways, at. 10 years anniversary, new assignment, the university of South Dakota. Go y'all. <laughs> oh. No, I am grateful for the oats they could use. All the help they can get. <laughs> yeah. I saw I saw somebody yesterday came into the office and they they had they come down with a bus for uh so for those of you that are not in the area, the University of South Dakota is the Coyotes and the South Dakota State University are the Jackrabbits and Father Paul Rutten is a Jackrabbit right. alum and I am a coyote alum and I'm being sent back to my home place. Uh, in Vermilion, South Dakota. So they have this bus that they bring down for tailgating and the wheel stops that you put underneath the wheels so the bus doesn't <laughs> One's the, the end of a bunny and the other one's the head <laughs> of, of a bunny. <laughs> of course. Uh, it's so good. But oh, yeah. yeah. No, so no, new assignment just comes with new things, both things like, oh, no. You really don't know what you're in front of. And also new eagerness, excitement. So that's where I'm at these days. Yeah. And uh, pray for Joe Rutten. He always, you know, that kid, whenever he um, isn't on the show, you know, you just got to pray. He's got kids. Mm-hmm. He's got wife. And, he, you know, he's got and work. And he's got way. a kid on the way. And, I mean, just... Yeah. I don't know. All you parents out there, I went to a, a baseball game the other night, and um, I mean, that's a lot of work, folks. Oh, yeah. I no, mean, you got to figure out how to get them fed, and then you got to yeah. you got to make sure you got a treat for after the game or whatever you got to yeah. do, and then something doesn't go well, and they're upset, yeah. and then you got to oh, figure. Yeah. So one dad made the mistake. He brought a variety pack, and the mom's like, no, no, they cannot have options. You can only bring <laughs> one kind. Because then they're going to have, like, then they're not going to want. Oh, she, he's like, how was I supposed to know? Yeah. And wouldn't you know it? All the uh, chili Cheeto Frito-Lays were left because nobody likes them. Nobody apparently. likes them. And then there were only an, an, so many. Some, so so some someone had, had to have it. And then he's them. crying in his car right. driving home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember, remember what dad used to buy for uh, the baseball games? Shasta, Shasta. Pop. Yep. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah. For like, I don't think you ever bought Elf. Remember Elf? Elf was another. Oh yeah, one. Elf was the uh-huh. same. I don't remember which one, but yeah, it was on the bottom row yep. at Sunshine mm-hmm. over oh, yeah. when you Shasta. went on the far wall on the bottom, and then I remember they uh, came out with Snapple. Oh yeah, and Snapple was like right around the same area, and Snapple was for when I felt rich, right? And Elf Pop was for when I felt. Poor. <laughs> oh, boy. So a little oh, nostalgia. Yeah. And, you know, nostalgia has a lot to do with this month's oh my uh, gosh. movie yeah. of the month. So yeah. we've got the Blues Brothers. Can you and give us a little people context? people interact with us, though? Oh, yeah. So if you want to follow along, we are on 
all the major platforms, Rutten Radio, and you can find us there. You can download the app and you can or download the podcast. Look at all. Hey, we need to like start doing a promotion of the past shows. We've done a lot of shows. I was talking to some people recently and they were talking about moving. I was like, well, we reviewed that. You oh. did? Oh, yeah. We probably, so yeah. you can go back. You can review all the old ones and you can find us on Facebook, uh, Rutten Radio, Facebook. You can find all kinds of different stuff. Interact with us. Tell us what you think. Tell us a movie you want us to review. And we are being broadcast live across the region on Real Presence Radio Network. Yes. There we go. So our movie of the month is a classic, uh, for us at least, The Blues Brothers. Uh, so if you don't know The Blues Brothers, Jake Blues rejoins his brother Elwood after being released from prison. But the duo has just days to reunite their old R&B band and save the Catholic home where they two were raised, outrunning the police as they tear through Chicago. <laughs> And they do tear through, yes, yeah. uh, oh which was gosh. partly humorous and partly reminiscent of a different age of movie making. Uh, it is rated R. There's some inappropriate language for sure and some inappropriate innuendos and different things, uh, but pretty typical, I think, of the time period. Yeah. Uh, so definitely your kids shouldn't watch it and you should watch it and uh, decide where they're at. But it's rated R. Um and so, your initial thoughts, Paul? On a mission from God. Uh, yeah, I, the initial thought, that reality that, you know, you wonder sometimes if people even know that that's where that came from, on a mission from God. Because it was used with uh, John Paul II. Uh, there was a lot of, like, modern uh, memes with John Paul II saying on a mission from God, because he wears his sunglasses. Um, yeah, you know, it was just good to watch a movie that, like one had lots of people in it that, you know, John Candy, uh, Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, uh, and then all of the famous singers, Carrie Fisher was in it. Like just, mm -hmm. you just kind of forget like they Aretha were young. Aretha Franklin. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was good. And it was just, you know, you didn't have to think very hard. Uh -huh. You know, I kept trying to like, what's a real deep meaning? And I'm like, well, there is that one. <laughs> yeah. Early on, I was like, oh, you can just let go in this yep, movie. <laughs> yep. No, I quickly wrote Mission from God. Done. Done. Okay. Now watch the movie. Now watch the movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah perfect. Wouldn't it probably be better if that's the way we watched all of them? Uh, yeah. Instead, I'm like hyper analytical. Oh, and so painful. I know. And then I always think, okay, next time I'm going to watch the movie without analyzing it like two no. weeks before and then I'm gonna watch it again and analyze. No, no, no. I've watched it once. Yeah, today it was right down to the last nook and cranny. There was a lot going on. Yeah. But, um. So, well, I was. I think just as a little uh, thought, because it doesn't have much depth to it. Was I was struck by the way people live, and partly I've lived in Chicago, not downtown. I've lived in the Twin Cities. Yeah. Uh, I was just visiting friends in Milan, Italy, and you just realize people live very differently oh and different. Gosh, yeah. So there's the, he brings him home and they're in that little room, <laughs> yep. you know, which is yeah. his house right, right, right. and the train's going by and he's like, uh, how often does that go? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, often enough, you won't, you won't, you'll forget it or whatever yeah. he says. Yeah. But just that reality that, you know, in the Midwest, because we have space. Sure. We have this, I mean, I have this idea like that everybody has a house and yep, everybody yeah. has a yard and like, well, grass yeah. is not something everybody has. Even in America, you go down South yeah. and they got 
dirt and they got rock and they got cactus. And- yeah. Or even just to be able to see a long distance. Yeah. You know, uh, I think it was, you know, people have said when you come from places like the East Coast or even like northern Minnesota, Wisconsin, like you almost feel like naked because there's no trees. Mm. Like it's just this open plain. And then we go there and we feel like claustrophobic. It's like, don't they know how to like road go straight? <laughs> like why do we have to turn all this? Like, uh, so again, yeah, just definitely different, you know, sidewalks. My friend Rick always gives me a hard time. Uh, because they, we have sidewalks? They don't have them. Oh. So I was at his place and I'm like, this is like dangerous. Like wow. you get run over. You're like walking in the street. But they, yeah. have, they don't have sidewalks. That's like in White Bear Lake and Aunt Mary's. Yeah. They didn't yep, have they sidewalks, sidewalks either, either, did they? And so I think some of that, well, at least some of the neighborhoods, there wasn't a law that you had to have one. And they've just been grandfathered in. Because we've got them in the in the St. Mary's neighborhood too. There's a few places where Areas there's no there. sidewalks. And I'm yeah. like, <gasps> walk fast. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, just so that was just a little thought. Sure. So deeper insights, themes that you picked up or what uh, sort of stood out to you as you let it roll. Yeah, I mean, as much as I joke about the mission from God, uh, it was really interesting how they used that phrase to get people to join them. Uh, And I felt like it gave them a confidence. Like, they're on a mission from God. Mm. How can this not go well? I mean, like, how can we not accomplish this? Because it's God's mission. Um, But, you know, people would be like, eh, we ain't doing it. And they're like, "It's it's a mission from God. Uh, you know, and then saving the orphanage, you know, like all of that. Like, how do you not get behind um, that reality? But for me, that reality to be able to say, how often do we sense that we're on a mission from mm. God? Uh, and living out of that confidence that would come uh, from feeling like this has been given to you by God and to no other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what do I do with that then? How do I live that differently? Uh, because they always just sort of seemed confident that they were going to get the $5,000. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's, it is interesting to, to consider that in light of, you know, so I'm at the university of South Dakota and I can think I'm on a mission or you, or people right. can perceive or, well, I'm a priest and early on, maybe in your vocation, you sure. can think I am on a mission from God, but then the longer you're there, you're like, Oh, <laughs> I got a, another this or yeah. another that, or, you know, um, but other people can still perceive, oh, that person's on a mission. So, so, yeah. but to really the power of the Holy Spirit, I believe moments when you really come alive, maybe just an encounter where you look at a child and and a parent can say, wow, like I've been given this mission. Mm-hmm. Like everyone really is on a mission, right. but you have to see it all in light of God. Right. And I kept thinking about that too, in light of the the um, the people that. Uh, like when when you know that God is the one who is moving you along, is the one that's doing this, uh, you sort of see everything differently. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's the, the famous story, and it, whether it's true or not, it's still a great story, of when Mother Teresa was going to get one of the homes uh, in some Central American country, and the dictator decided he wasn't going to give it to her. She's like, no, you don't understand. God gave this to me. And they're like, no, you don't understand. We're not giving it to you. And she's like, no, you don't understand. God's given this to me. Like, and she got it. Like in the end, she got the piece of property. Yeah. But they were trying to say, no, no, sister, you don't understand. Like, this isn't going to work. And she's like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. God told me. Yeah. They're like a holy boldness. Right. Like, that isn't presumption. No. 
it's a real conviction that this is what God wants. So God will do it. Yeah. Now, how, when, what fashion? I think that's where I get caught up. And like, well, how, what do you mean? What does it look like when you get caught up? Well, I have a timeline. I have the way it's supposed to work. Uh, and, and I have to let go of that part of it mm. to trust that he's going to bring about what he wants. And so your confidence is to stay with. So where I lose my confidence is when he's not doing it my way. Mm. And then I'm like, maybe this isn't God's will. Uh, without being able to step back and just to be able to say, well, maybe, maybe he's going to bring it about, just not the way I think it should be brought about. Yeah, that's that. Uh, um, the idea of that mission and then discerning God's will. Uh, sudden. Uh, so this is this is great because when so that the mission actually does isn't. The mission is born before they realize it's born. Right, right. So right. the thing is put in them before they like, oh, wait a minute. Right. And it doesn't happen until, who, not Elwood, uh, Jake, Jake has, is at the church right. and everything's going on. And then he has this epiphany. Right, right, right. And he's right. like, the band, the band. And, <laughs> right. and he's so, but all the, everything around him is so consuming that yep, yep, it's yep, sort yep. of lost in that. But it doesn't change. He's like, I got it. And I was thinking how often we demand the answer before we even get into that environment. Right. And then we're not, whereas like that free flow thinking kind of just like, Oh, okay. Now I'm aware, but I need to just like, let it be. Right. And it'll come. Right. Yeah. It'll come. But now I know. And, and you know, the only, the only thing with the whole mission from God is clearly, truly God never has us do evil. Right. <laughs> so I mean, well, there remember, is, remember the nun's rule. The money had to be legit. Yes, true. She was so that, not going to take <laughs> as she's beating them. Right, up. as she's beating them. Right. But remember, because they were like, "Oh yeah, we can get it," and then she's like, "Legit." Yeah. And they're like, Ooh, "That might be a little harder to do." Yeah. But so like, in a way, yeah, yeah there's no, no. the the path that like in real discernment. Right. Yeah, God is never asking us to do evil, but <laughs> there is that question of like, does the end justify, justify the means? means. Right. And clearly, it doesn't. But what I think we can forget is God does make good of everything. And so even when we're on this mission, whatever ours is, the way, and we're foibles and we're weak and we do things wrong and we think what's good, uh, God even uses those things somehow. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, look at all the, the, like the Israelites, like constantly messing up. You know, 40 years in the desert and they're getting it right. And then they're worshiping a cow, you know, like, and then they're right. And then they're wrong. And then, you know, like, okay, well, we'll keep working with this. Like, we're still going to get where we're going. Might take you a little longer, but he's not like, I mean, if anything, again, they say, this is what proves that God is so great mm -hmm. that we really can't mess this up. Yeah. And, and then you see the, to be in a position then more importantly than whether I mess something up or not, that's going to be a for sure is, am I staying true to the mission that he put me on? Right. And so here he is with Elwood, yep. <laughs> you know, the two of them are together and then it's like more, and then there's the band. Yep. And so they're like on this mission of gathering people. And in a real way, that's what we are doing is, yeah. is like, we are on this mission and we are gathering people and they're different. <laughs> Very different. I still keep like being amazed that everybody's different. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's so interesting. Like people really are different. 
Yeah. I can't, there's yeah. not like another person like me. Nope. I think like there should be more. Like every person right. I get to know is right. not. And don't you hear people say that? Oh, if there were only more of you. And it's like, <laughs> and, you know, and it's like, no, 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 no. We don't need more of me. Again, what, what a Christian would say is we need more people who are living the mission from God they've been given. Yeah. That's the thing. And I sometimes think we use it as a cop out to say, oh, if there's only more Father John Rotten's. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not Father John Rutten, so then I don't have to do anything. Like, but if the the key isn't no, not more Father John Ruttons, more people doing what God wants, and that's where we have to be able to say that I'm doing what God wants. And I find that I often will say that when I when you have a funeral of somebody that was just amazing, you know, like no, now they lived what God asked them to live. That's what made them amazing. You have to live what God's asking you to live, and then you'll discover you're just as amazing. But yeah, you can see that difference in Jake and Elwood too. Oh yeah, and that was the thing. I think it was beautiful. Like they 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 really are just two different people. Like like they look at things differently, you know. Because Jake wasn't going to go to church. He's like, I ain't going there. And Elwood's like, Yes, you are. Uh, and he wasn't even going to go meet the penguin. Yeah, and he's like, Yes, you are. You promised. You you promised, or you would go. I don't want to. Well, you don't you don't get a choice. He drove him right to the. To the, yeah. to the see the nun. Yeah, and then in the end, it wasn't Elwood who had the mystical experience. Right, it was Jake. <laughs> yeah, but Jake, Jake needed Elwood. Like they needed each other. Yeah, the um, I was, uh, so the moment when they were driving the car, uh, so they get out, he gets him out of jail, right, yep. or prison, <laughs> and Elwood picks him up, and he doesn't have his caddy. Right, so he's got this. <laughs> police cruiser that he got at an auction and Jake's upset, you know, and well, think about that. The last time he was in one, it was taking him to prison. Like, <laughs> I like never the thought irony about of it. that. Like, here, oh, great. You put me in a police car. Like I just got out of jail and now I got to ride in a police car. Thanks. Like, it's so good. I think that's the only, I mean, in the end, the movie oh. reminds me of like those, like a kid's play. Sure. Where the, the you always have the same thing. Oh, the end thing is we got to save an orphanage, everybody. Yep, yep. Okay, let's make a play about it or whatever. But there are just some funny things about it, and it makes you laugh. And oh, that's yeah. I think I was like, you know what? I don't know that this movie really has much to say, <laughs> but I, but I needed to laugh today. Yeah. Uh. Well. So Jake's getting out. Elwood's waiting for him. He gets in the car. They're driving down the road. And he's like, what'd you do with the Cadillac? You're figuring all this stuff out. And then and, and then he's like, I'm not happy about this. And so Elwood finally, the bridge on, in Chicago, right, the right, bridge right. is going up. And Elwood punches the gas and goes flying over the bridge <laughs> as it's going up and lands right. on the other side. And, <laughs> and then gets down there. And then he says something like, you know, it has a 400 motor or, you know, yeah. whatever he's talking about. Um, and Jake says you got to fix the lighter so the thing that struck me was how often do we judge something before we actually know its capability right yeah we're yeah. low we're totally looking at its exterior we're yep. totally you know i i like to smoke cigarettes and this lighter yeah. isn't worth a dang so right. what did you get this for throw the lighter out the window and yeah. in the end when you find out the truth of what vehicle this is you're like oh how about we get the lighter fixed you know and yep. so much of our life we need to see in the light of god if you see yourself in mission yep. you'd start making 
decisions differently yeah. than you made before. You start thinking of yourself differently. How many people are like, oh, I can't play the flute, so I'm not very good. It's like, well, yeah, you're loved by God. What can you do, kid? Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What I thought was funny is I'm like, most kids will have no idea what that was that he threw out the window. Oh, the cigarette lighter. <laughs> you know? He, oh, yeah. The, it, like, none. But it was like, okay, well, there it went out the window. Yeah. But references. Remember like, those with the little coils? Yeah, the and then coils, you put yeah, them. Yeah, and you have to got, push it in and, and yeah, let it push wait. it in and get it red hot. Yes, and, and then it worked. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. Other things you uh, picked up here. We got a couple of minutes to wrap up our first half. Uh, I do. I did notice, like, they really did seem calm through all of it. You know, and again, I think for, for me, that usually is a sign that you know something, like, you, you know something more. Mm. Like, you're not riled by the circumstances. You just... This calm, you know, they always say you like the like the calm guy in the crowd is the one you got to worry about. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the whole time they're just like driving along, you know. There's five thousand cars chasing them. You know, I mean that car chase was so absurd. I know. Uh, but, the, and, but they're just driving along, <laughs> driving along. You know, you're right. How yeah. often do Christians, Catholics, people of faith, look like they're afraid? They're angry. They're controlling. It's like, well, if that's what you want me to become, I'm not sure I want that. No. Nope. You're right. When you're really aware of the mission you're on, eh, look at all this chaos going on around you. (laughs) Look at all this shrapnel. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. People (laughs) trying to shoot. I know. I forgot. It was so... Uh, I don't know, is the word what's hyperbolic or I don't know what the word was. I kept thinking, well, this is so over now. Oh yeah, it was I mean it was it really was absurd. I mean when they the had like the chase. National Guard yeah. coming into Everybody's the bank. Everybody's like filing yeah. in. Yeah, it's just it is somebody just said, let's make the epic car chase. And they did it. Yeah. So. Well, a great rundown of uh a classic of uh, cult classic. Cult classic. Yep, definitely fit the the realm of cult classic, and um, yeah, brought back you know memories of growing up and Snapple and Elf Pop and the Blues Brothers. So let's come on back in just a moment. Welcome back to Rutten Radio on the Real Presence Network, your local and regional Catholic media network for all things awesome. You can catch us on Facebook. You can listen to us on your favorite podcast. And you can follow us here in multiple ways. So join us uh, whatever way is easiest for you. We want to encourage you. If you are looking for a different movie than what we're reviewing now, we just reviewed The Blues Brothers. Uh, But we got a whole list of them available. So check them out on our podcast. And as you know, if you are a longtime listener, which it's always fun to run into longtime listeners on the journey, it's time for shout outs. So, Father Paul, I'm going to give a shout out to Vince Jones. Uh, I think you'd call him senior. He listens to the show. Um, And then also uh, Thad Barnes uh, of the Barnes D'Amore. 
investments, they sponsor our show. So, well, thanks for doing that, yeah. brothers. So Ted Barnes, classmate, uh, great guy. Um, and they just celebrated 25 or 26 years of marriage. Can't remember now. That and Nicole. That and Nicole. I think it was 25. Congratulations to you and to all those that celebrate wedding anniversaries. Marriage is a huge blessing, a great sacrament, and sometimes uh, we can forget how important it is um, to just be faithful in the little things. And when the big things come, to just be patient for a moment. <laughs> just be patient for a moment. These things will pass. So I would like to send a shout out to Stephen and Jessica White and their three children, Andrew and Kira and Elliot. Mm. I um, was at, and to Steve, I think you say messier. Do you know? Oh, Steve? Yep. Okay. So. I'm eating lunch at their house a little while ago and suddenly someone says they were at like work and somebody was talking about Retin Radio or something. I don't know how it all happened, but anyway, it was a great surprise to them and they're like, oh, well, I know that. So then we got into a whole conversation about, oh, we should listen to Retin Radio, you know? Uh, uh, So it's interesting here at work, people are, which is very, not that you have to be talking about rotten radio, but like people are at work talking about things of faith or things that yep. help them in their life of faith, and people are listening. Yes, amazing. Are. Yep. And yep. you never know where the people that are listening will take the word they receive, and it just might be back to the person you're talking about. So be careful what you say. <laughs> yes. As I said, when I was sent to St. Lambert. I, you just got to watch out who you're talking to if you're talking about me because I might be related to them. Yep. Which, the other day I was at somebody's place and they said, oh, I know so-and-so. They told me that uh, they're friends with your niece. <laughs> How's that? And then long, long roundabout way, sure. we find out Caitlin Kendall. Oh, a surprise. Yeah. She's yeah. now getting to the age where like she's in these circles. So, of people. uh, and what a blessing to be in the circle of grace that God has given to us through the power of the spirit and the church. And this next half hour, we're just going to kind of open it up about, uh, the priesthood 20 years, a priest, Paul. Yeah. So 10 years, what would you, and 10 years yeah. me, mm-hmm. yes. what would you say, you know, today that you didn't, we need to rate the movie quick. Oh yeah, great. Yeah, thanks, Paul. You're I was right. doing. I'm doing pretty good, doing, aren't I? Can you great. tell me I'm doing no, pretty doing good? Great, I thought so. Job. Yeah, you are doing. You a great know, job. to fill in for Joe's a big task. So, what would you give the movie? I'm gonna give it a two. Uh, a two. Okay. Partially I... because it has sustained the test of time. I mean, like, think about all the movies that have been made. You know, you think about that mm-hmm. and, and the impact they've had. When you watch it now, you're like, oh, this really isn't a very good movie. But that's me, too. You know, I think I'm going to give it, uh, this guy hard. I think I'm going to, I'm going to give it a two. Okay, two. Yeah, that's two. what we're going to give. We're going to give it a two, two. and a two a gives solid a two. solid two. Uh, I was thinking a little less, you know. I gave "Remember the Titans" a one. <laughs> yeah, but that, but but again, I think that that was trying to be something. Try, try in ten years, will anybody? Re- 
can you say, remember the Titans and get the same response? That's true. So like there's that's, a, that's what really sustained it for me to give it the two was the fact that it's so much a classic that that's what gives it the, yeah. the rating. Yeah. So, uh, the, uh, a friend of mine was in Italy. He lives in Chicago. He was in Italy and you know how it can happen. Yep. Sometimes you're in another country, some things happen, you end up at the police yep. and you know, it's kind of like, oh, this could be really bad, but not bad. And he's like the tour group leader. And uh, the the police have a picture of the Blues Brothers in their office. Oh, no way. And so he's, after a while, he starts talking to me. He's like, oh, you've seen the Blues Brothers. And the, you know, guys, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I live in Chicago. And they started talking about the Blues Brothers and just oh laughing gosh. about it and stuff and their favorite scenes. And after a while, the police officer's like, get out of here. Just go. <laughs> Let him, let him yep. just go. Just oh, go away. Right. All because of the Blues Brothers. Yep. I mean, who would ever imagine? So, you know, and here you are in Italy. Italy so I, of all places. You, nobody in Italy is capable of talking about Remember the Titans. No. <laughs> so there no. is something no. about no. 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 So, all right. So we got two heads for the movie. And now to sort of just jump into the next half hour. What is something, Father Paul Rutten, that you know today that you did not know on your first year of priesthood? And first, of I, all, no. first of all, everyone, you need, to, you need to know that I have not been prepped for this episode. And he's smiling. He's and not even mad still at smiling. me. Um, what do I know now that I didn't know then? That's a good question. I, I guess I would say the extent to which you can impact the life of a person. Mm. I think I thought I could, but I don't think I realized the impact that I could have on a person's life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just to me. I mean, like, it, it's just humbling sometimes. People mm -hmm. are like, oh my gosh, Father Paul, like, you changed my life. And you're like, <laughs> oh my gosh hopefully for the better i wish mine could change no <laughs> right. i'm just yeah. kidding no 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 but, but just that i mean like the, the I mean, yeah because again i think sometimes when parents are hesitant to encourage their kids to be priests like the sheer impact that we can have on people's lives oh it's enormous it's unbelievable it's enormous yeah and you try not to take it for granted and you try not to you know like yeah. What do you think is the secret for you that makes that possible? So if it's not just because you're a priest, it's because you're baptized, living a mission. If somebody else wanted a little taste of your secret, what is it? What's one of the ingredients? One of the ingredients to it. It's a good, that is a good question. Do you believe they can have what you have? I think to a degree, but I do think some of the things that have happened are because I am a priest. Okay. So, you know, I like... Sure, like what? Sure, like, I mean, from I just keep thinking, like the charismatic movement, people have the power of, like, healing. Um, oh, I got you, like... But I literally have anointed people that should have died. Yeah, totally. And and so I can still remember one time coming back to the hospital and this doctor who was not religious at all was like, you, miracle. Like, 
Really? Yeah. He he's like, there's no explanation. That woman should be dead. Like there is no explanation except for what you did yesterday. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, and he was like very serious about it when he saw me. Uh, and he didn't know me, but mm-hmm. I was back at the hospital. And he's like, she should be dead. And how do you know he wasn't religious? Because I asked who, I figured out who he was. Oh. And he's not, like the nurses would say, he's not a religious person. Okay. So yeah, they were shocked. Yeah. 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 Cause she had, she had, was having a heart attack. She was taking certain medicine that prevented them from using the medicine to stop the thing. Like, so there was nothing they could do. And they're like, she's mm. just, she's dead. She's dead. And I'm like, well, I'll anoint her. Like, and I thought she was dead. Like, like I anointed her and went back to RCA thinking the woman's dead. Mm. I preached about that a couple of weeks ago, how even I have little faith. Yeah. And the sacraments are still so powerful yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's yeah. hard. Because at the same time, I think this is the real challenge. I've also anointed people and they have died. Yeah. And, and what do you and mean? So what does that mean? it is this mystery like, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so just as a little break for this, you know what helped me uh, with that exact thing is the catechism of the Catholic Church says the first effect of the sacrament of the anointing of the sick is peace. Oh. And then I was like, oh, that happens every, every time. time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And people know it in the room. Uh, and that helped me say, okay, so the first effect is always there. And then the consequence, the other thing sometimes it depends on God's will. The, the other thing I think that everyone can do, and this was something that we were told in seminary as well, I think if you give people dignity, you can have a profound impact on their life. Mm. What does that mean? you see them as a child of God, not just as a nice thing, as a child of God, as someone that has a story, that someone has people who love them, uh, somebody that, like, they have value no matter what. Mm. Uh, and I think we can, we just don't really enter into people's lives. But I, what I would say is because we're priests, we do get in there. So people talk to me about all kinds of things at the gym that I don't know that they would talk to other people about, but because they know that I'm a priest, they know that it's a place they can have the conversation or say something mm-hmm. uh, in, that, in that realm itself. But I do think the ability to give people dignity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and whatever that means, that might they might not see their own dignity. They might not receive the dignity in the way that you're giving it to them. Uh, but the ability to to see everyone uh, truly as a child of God, loved by God, uh, created by God, uh, des- de- designed wanting to be in heaven for eternity. Uh, but that's hard sometimes. Yeah, uh, I would just say curiosity about each person, like a desire to, yeah. to know the mystery of the person. Like who, like, who is this person? Yeah. So I was standing, I went and met a friend at Josiah's uh, for breakfast the other day and um, they weren't there yet. It was kind of busy in there and I didn't, it was weird to just stand around. So I stepped outside, walked down the corner and um, walked there and I'm standing there. And then all of a sudden there's this guy leaning against the building and he says, hello, how are you? And it was kind of like a weird, yeah, like, like, uh, is this a movie? <laughs> you know? Well, and so it was like, okay, just open and just, I'm good. And it was real. Ten- I mean, I don't have a problem being in dialogue with people, but this, I was like, I don't know where this is going. 
And eventually, I mean, here he is talking about an amazing, his, how his, fr- his relationship with his son has changed. I mean, wow. and I think because I'm a cleric, because right, I'm in right, clerics, right. and that's he had a sense he could, in, but he never gave an indication he was Catholic, but I could have not entered into that. Oh yeah, easily. And so I have a curiosity, what's going on here? And in time, I mean, I almost am like, I think that was the Lord, like just waiting there for me. Sure. And, and how, what's the sign that I know it? Like I walked away a little freer. I walked away like, wow, God is always doing something like, Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I think that that is something other people can do is to have a curiosity for other people. And, you know, and I think, you know, it's not even just an extrovert thing. I think even an introvert can have a curiosity about the other introvert that they've seen five times sitting next to them at church or in the coffee shop or, um, Okay, great. So, yeah. How about you, John? What would you say you've learned in the 10 years you've been a priest that you didn't know? When I first came into the priesthood, I didn't think it was possible to transmit faith to people oh. like I do, like I sure know is possible today. Um, I, in a strange way without getting all the details. I used to think you had to be really broken. You had to have lots of problems. You had to like be at <laughs> right. the bottom of the barrel. And then I knew how to help you. Sure. Okay. If yep. you were willing, then I could help you and we could like take a journey and you could grow in faith and you could love, right. you know, God and you could come to the church. And, um, but I didn't think it was possible to do that in the church. I thought like in the church, I had, like switched this thing and it was like more functionary. Okay. Like, yep. I just tell you where to go and what to do. I just give you books. I tell you what retreats. I sure do the sacraments for you. And totally nonsense. <laughs> I mean, not today. I'm like, it's all the same thing. It's, right. it's, it's, you know, but I had to take the journey. And today I know like everybody is looking and um, I just have to be willing, I think in humility to say, I'll wait to see a door that God puts to go through with someone. Right. And so um, I've just learned more doors that help enter into somebody's heart in a way that can kind of help them connect with faith. Um, and I think because of my own journey, I can take some of those experiences and then look at where people are today and almost like translate them. That makes sense. So like the principle that was at work oh, when I yep. learned this stuff outside of the Catholic church. Well, now it's just inside the church and it's just, I got to look for the principle, you know, maybe powerlessness. So now I know when parents come with children or when people in general um, are struggling, I have a lot of hope. Right. And so I stop uh, like in a way I'm anyway, I create an environment where people are want to come to me. Well, the reason that they want to come to me or they're willing to share things with me isn't because I'm a nice guy or I'm really welcoming or (laughs) I don't mind that you're a sinner that you do problems. It's because I have hope. Right. That that's a great starting point. <laughs> and I'm going to like conceal a little bit. I won't say too much, but I'm like, let's pray. And the number of times people come into my office and they just kind of open their heart, throw it all on the table. We just kind of give a little pointers. I don't even have to say a whole lot. They leave. And then like a week later, they're like whistling. <laughs> or, you know, or they're on yep. Facebook sharing differently or they're coming to mass with their family. And, and it's like, Yep, I think Jesus did something there. So that's something I would say in 10 years, I've realized it really is possible to transmit, to educate 
and to help people grow in faith. I didn't think I could do that when I was a first sure. a priest. Didn't think. Did not think. I thought it was functionary. Well, here's a book. Yeah. So I was so yeah. even in preparation, Paul, I had lists of books for recommending. Oh, sort of like the people that have the list in the Bible. So if this is your problem, this is your passage. That was my idea of faith as a Catholic. Well, and why not in the sense like what what else do we see? <laughs> like this is the real challenge as well. Like where do we see it differently? You know, and, and so how do we as as Catholic Christians uh, live that differently uh, when we have such an institution mm -hmm. uh, that we have? And the beauty of the institution and understanding, you know, its point, its purpose, its place, the importance of it as well. Yeah. You know, because I think today our culture wants to get rid of all institutions because they're like, hey, they can't help us. They're only mm -hmm. problems. And if we just get rid of the dead weight, then we can all be free and we can yeah. all have hope. Uh, but we need the tradition. We need the yeah. history so that we can say, this is the reason we have hope. And, yeah. And, and the tradition prevents you from having to do all of the work again. Oh my gosh. I, you know, I, I have a top 10 list of books. So I have that list still. Yeah. I just don't rely on it right. in the same way. And like a friend of mine, priest friend of mine has this book for century little book of quips oh, of like, yeah. if you're having this problem, here's the script. Okay. Kind of yeah, like yeah. you're saying, Paul, it's like mind blowing how helpful this thing is to my sure. life. I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh, when I go to the Newman, I'm having this for everybody's got to have this book. Okay. Right. There's the, where, okay. I found another tool. Yeah. This is a part of the tradition has been here for 1600 years. Yeah. I'm so grateful that it's still here, but they need the encounter. Right. First, exactly. Which is again going back to our movie. What Jake needed, say more. The encounter. He needed that moment in which the light came on, and then it he changed his demeanor. Yes. the The difficulty, I think, again, is we don't get to determine when or how the encounter will happen. Yeah, and that's hard. That is hard. <laughs> it's really hard. It's hard. Right. Yeah. It's. Especially because we when can you also forget where we were at before the encounter. And and so it is this just real challenge. Like, well, everybody should be here now. It's like, well, I don't know mm -hmm. where they're at. We're trying mm -hmm. one at a time. Yeah. How about uh, in 20 years, 20 years, man, 20 years of being a priest. Um, I don't even know what to ask you. Yeah, 20 years. That's like, uh, um, I want to be funny, but I can't, <laughs> I can't figure out anything funny. If Joe is here, he'd already have oh, something. Oh, I know. Here's, one, here's a funny thing, though, one time. Very important rule I tell people now is make sure you know the sex of the child you're baptizing. Oh. Oh. Why? Yeah. <laughs> what did you so do? <laughs> we had a form, and the form never said the sex of the, bap the, the child oh, that, yeah. that we would get for the baptism. Was just oh, no, you form. didn't. So the child's name was Riley. And I'm like, Riley. So we have a niece. We have a niece, Riley, yeah. Right? But I also know a boy named Riley. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, looking around, looking around, everything's green, which isn't helpful. Oh, yeah. It's not no. pink, it's not blue, it's green. <laughs> oh, and I'm too proud because I'm new. Uh, so I just go with it. Oh, this is early in the 20 years. Oh, yeah, this is at St. Mary's in Aberdeen. Uh, so I, and I should figure out who the Riley is. 
So I'm like, oh yeah, because they'd be 20 years oh, yeah, old now. Oh yeah, they're 20 years old now. <laughs> uh, and and I was like, she and she a couple times, and then finally the, the grandpa said, it's a boy, father. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Wrong card. <laughs> Wrong card. So I always check now uh, before we get started just to make sure that I've got the right sex of the child I'm baptizing. Uh, so so that would be one thing. Especially with names these days. It can be hard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of uh, things I've learned I... Yeah, surrender is like the thing that over and over again. Um, I'd say the the thing that's been with me uh, the the lately is the gift the church is to the vocation. That I think oh as a God. priest, we're more aware that our vocation is the mission. How do I have a mission in the church? Well, I live out my vocation. So as a priest, I live out my priesthood. As a married couple, your mission in the church is to live out your marriage. Yep. And the way that I'm sent into the world is as a priest, the way married couples as a married couples as a single person, as a generous single person, as Bishop Dudley always used to say, uh, as a consecrated, as a con um, and the gift of the church, like it's a place I really can rely upon. And it's a place that I don't have to be the one that creates my mission oh my gosh, all the yeah. time. That there is a place I can just say, Someone helps guide me. Now, different temperaments enjoy that differently. Right. But I would say in, after 10 years, I can really see the gift. Uh, it is that the church helps me. Even the other day, just, you know, you have a, a funeral. You're talking about baptism with those sort of things. And the church, like, gives us oh, it's, yeah, this. Everything. And it can be wrote. I've, I've, lately, I've been praying the Mass in a way in which every word in there filled with meaning. And what mm -hmm. I found myself doing is in the beginning of mass or in the homily or in my prayers of intentions, I would be saying things. Yep. And then I'd read the mass and then I'm like, wait, it's right here. I'm praying for the Pope. I'm praying for the Bishop. I'm praying for people who passed away. And then I'm like, but wait a minute. And then I pray for him again. I'm like, well, why do I do that? Right. How come I don't just treat the words that are in the missal as real words that are in my heart? Yeah. Uh, so I've just been realizing these sections are you know when when I'm reading the section of the saints, I think about Saint Charles Foucault. Yep. I'm like, if I think about him in the morning, he's present right here, mom. Right. La over the last weekend, I was thinking of mom and dad, yeah. and I'm like, of course they're here. Yeah. Why, Why would they not? Like they'd be like, yeah. so upset if they thought, well, they're not taking a break right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, they're more active right now than they were even when they were alive. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So I have the church. What a gift the church is. And that as a priest, I don't have to rely on myself. Now, I also can want to live my priesthood my way, mm -hmm. and then the church can be an obstacle. Yep. And that's just a part. That's just yeah. a part of death to self. That's a part of the journey. That's a part of growth. Um, so that's one thing I'm grateful for is uh, that I don't have to make everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I always say I'm not creative enough to not be Catholic. What's the funniest thing that's happened to you while celebrating? Um, a, f a function or an event or being a priest? The funniest thing. Oh my gosh, I don't know. That's a good question. Um. 
I think I've managed to keep my composure through all of it. I mean, I've had kids like pass out. We had a kid grow <laughs> oh, up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and that one was interesting because I could hear him throwing up in the sacristy, uh, but nobody else could. Uh, <laughs> Did you know nobody else could? Oh yeah, because okay. I could just barely hear it. Okay. Uh, and so it was one of those things where uh, then I gave his mom the look because the mom was looking for him as well. Uh, I had a kid pass out behind me one time. Mm. He was walking behind me serving and he tipped over <laughs> and I didn't even know it. So probably those things. Yeah. Uh, one, one quick memory that comes to mind is I was at somebody's house that was new to the faith and kind of thinking about coming, becoming Catholic. And they asked if I wear my black when I swim and there's somebody, a friend of yeah. theirs did. And I said, Hey, I'm going to jump in. I put on a swimsuit and we jumped in the pool. It took a picture of me and the clerics and then sent it to the person. Yup. He wears his clerics. <laughs> so, oh, well, well, let's close fast. out here. That went next, really fast. Next month's movie is the shack. Yes. So. That'll be a good one. Uh, so let's uh, close out with our family prayer. Our, our Father, Father, we, we thank, thank you for your love and for your many blessings, blessings especially for the precious gift of each other. Help us to show our gratitude by loving each other as you love us. Make us understanding and patient with one another. Quick to admit our failings and ask forgiveness. Generous in sharing the joy and strength we can give each other. Father, give our family lively faith and the courage to share it with those around us. Direct us to the state and life you plan for each of us and help us to serve you. We entrust our family to your fatherly care. Preserve us from the corruption of the modern world and help us draw closer daily to you and to each other until we come to share with you the joys of heaven. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, help us to be a holy family. Amen. Well, folks, we didn't think we were going to get it done, but we did. We'll see you right here next time on Rutten Radio.